Happy New Year, family. <laughs> it's 2024. This episode drops on the 1st. It is uh, New Year's Eve. I am in Mexico. And I'm very excited about this episode. It is all the best lessons of 2023. And let's get started. I hope you guys aren't hungover or not too hungover. I hope you guys are starting off your year powerfully. You know, let me know what your revolution resolutions are. You know, hit me in the DMs or comment below. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple, Podbean, wherever, it's now available everywhere. And uh, we're growing. And the first thing I want to talk about is being cocky. <laughs> And, you know, this kind of came up at a Christmas party at one of the gyms that I work at. And uh, there was some drinking involved and the guy was feeling pretty good. He's like, oh, you're cocky, bro. You can back it up. But like, and it made me think like, okay, like what's the difference between confidence, arrogance and cockiness? Because it like brought me back like last year I was playing a question game with someone very near and dear to me who was someone I looked up to. And one of the questions we pulled up was what's the way I am that you would never want to be like? And he said that. He said, I wouldn't want to be as confident as you. I wouldn't want to be as as cocky or arrogant. And something my dad has said as well, where he's like, sometimes passion can come across as arrogance. You need to be careful. And he's like, yeah, I never want to get caught. And the exact analogy he used, like verbatim, I don't want to get caught with my pants down. Like, I don't want to think I can do something that I can't. And I kind of told him, like, oh, it's so interesting because I am this way because I watched you not live up to your potential from your lack of confidence like you're one of the most talented individuals i've ever met in my life and there's so many opportunities i didn't see you jump on didn't see you take didn't see you do the things you wanted because you didn't have the confidence to capitalize on it and so i saw that and realized like oh my god that's not how i want to be and maybe i overcorrected but let's talk about what's the difference between arrogance and confidence right Because it's relative. It's relative to someone's own interpretation, right? If you think Einstein or Bruce Lee, like someone that's a master of their field, are they confident or are they arrogant? Well, it depends if you validate how good they actually are, right? There's a Bruce Lee quote where he's like, if I say I'm good, you think I'm boasting. If I say I'm no good, you know I'm lying, which I love. I think it's like so tongue in cheek, but realistically, if you are a confident person, people might think you're arrogant. People might think you're cocky, but like truthfully, I'm very confident in who I am and I'm very confident, but I don't think it's, it's unwarranted. I don't think it's from a place of insecurity, right? Like I built my confidence over the years and like confidence has come in stage. Like when you're young, it's about like, and like some people still keep that trap. Like, what do I have? You know, I have this new toy. I think about as a kid, like, oh, I have this new Game Boy Color with Pokemon Yellow, and I have this Pokemon, right? It's about having. And you still see that with, like, people who are, like, thriving from materialistic goods, their confidences from what they have been able to acquire. And the next is, like, what are you doing? And, like, I kind of fall into, like, I fall into all three, of course. We all do, but it's, like, percentages, right? So... The confidence is like, what am I capable of doing? Oh, like I can kick that guy's ass or like, oh, I'm really good at making money or, you know, that entrepreneur hustle mentality. Like the day that I I did 12 hours of work, I feel great. Like, look what I accomplished. And then the day that I didn't, I'm like, oh, I'm not good enough, you know? But I think like true confidence comes from like, what are you? Not what you have, not what you're capable of. Who are you? And I can say like, as I'm entering my 30s, you know, next episode drops on my birthday, January 7th, I believe. 
if that falls on the Monday, but that like my confidence is about who I am. It's about the relationships I have with people, the friend that I am, you know, the son that I am, the brother that I am, the instructor that I am, the difference I make in this world. And like truth is I'll never know if it's like really good or really bad, but like my perception and, and I have evidence and maybe it's like that frequency bias, but I think that confidence is what allows you to do things and take risks. You have to believe in yourself, right? It's a form of faith. Because if you think you're not good enough, you're not gonna try and do things that are arguably unachievable. Climbing Everest was unachievable. Breaking the 10 meter whatever record was unachievable until someone did it. And then simply because we now knew it was possible, more and more people started doing it. So. I think even if you come across a little arrogant, but like build it from what you are. Build your confidence from what you are being, who you are in the world, not what you have and not what you do, not what you're capable of, right? That's been a big lesson for me in 2023. And yeah, like um, there's a beautiful analogy with like planes, like planes are designed to fly. If planes don't fly, they start to deteriorate. And like, it's the same for us. It's the same for humans. Like, we're designed to do amazing, incredible things. We're designed to fail and get back up. And if you're not doing that, well, you're not building your software and hardware, right? Don't let self-doubt hold you back because the life that you want, who you want to be is, is there. It's available to you and you can ask for help for it. But you have to believe in yourself first and foremost. The next big lesson this year has, like, been becoming bulletproof. Right? How do you, well, I call being bulletproof. I'm not actually bulletproof. <laughs> if you shoot me, I will get shot. You know, there's gonna be holes in me. I'm not Neo from the Matrix yet. <laughs> but what does that mean? It's like, okay, like self-consciousness is like when you bring your consciousness to self and it allows you to not experience this reality. You know, and I remember being overweight, like hugging pillows or like pulling my shirt like that. You know, it's like a classic fat guy move. I always did that, like to hide my belly. But that means that like my awareness, which is limited to a certain amount of data, was focused on like what I was feeling as opposed to what's going on around me, who's around me, how I'm making people around me feel, right? Like that confidence um, that you build is like serving the world. And when you look at it that, then it becomes not selfish anymore, right? It becomes selfless, become confident in who you are, right? And own the things that you're not proud of. Give yourself some grace, give yourself some faith. You are a human being. You know, and most of us talk to ourselves so harshly, you know, like I know I was like that, where like I was so hard on myself and there's no way in the world I would let a friend of mine talk to myself the way I was talking to myself. So why would I take it from myself? You know, give yourself love and grace, right? Like I think about my nephew who I love so much and like if he was going through this, what's the advice I would give him? And if I can fill that with love and care, why can't I do that for myself? That's been a really powerful lesson. And when you do that and like you own the things you do, I'm not perfect. I've fucked up, I've made mistakes, I've hurt people. I've taught things that were wrong. I've believed and stood behind things that I was wrong about. But own it and give yourself grace and faith. Like, do you really expect yourself to be perfect? Do you expect yourself to go through life never hurting anyone, never doing anything wrong? Like, no, it's, it's not the human experience, unfortunately. And then when you're very confident in who you are, you give yourself love and grace for the mistakes you've made in your life. The beauty behind that is like, no one can say shit to you, right? If you are, we're arguing and you go, you're a fat purple elephant. Well, I'm not fat, I'm not purple, I'm an elephant, so it doesn't really affect me. And like, 
you become pretty bulletproof. Like you can call me selfish or you can call me arrogant, right? Like at the Christmas party. And like, that's my homie. There's no hate towards him, but he's like, oh, you're cocky, bro. You can back it up, but you're cocky. Like I thought about it, you know, I contemplated it. I'm like, I don't think I'm, I'm cocky. And maybe that's being interpreted as that. And like, I don't really care. I'm bulletproof. I know who I am. I know who I am to the people I care about. And like, it's all fine and dandy. And maybe if someone I really love said something whose opinion really mattered to me, I might feel differently. Cause you know, wisdom is what I'm preaching or sorry, knowledge is what I'm preaching. Wisdom is the amalgamation and it's never perfect. Right. The next thing I really learned was that like the world is changing all the time. We are inherently constantly changing the world, no matter what we do. We think about like the trope of like time travel, like you go back in time and then you like spit a cherry seed and there's like a cherry tree or like you step on a butterfly and now there's a tsunami somewhere else because of this like butterfly effect like a butterfly flaps its wings and then the sun rises but like so the correlation between little things but then that's constantly happening here too we just don't know what the future looks like right so like when you understand everything we do changes the world that brings gravity right like I, I talk about it, I talked about it in this episode even, like I used to be overweight as a kid to the point where like, it was like grade seven or grade eight. Um, I wasn't able to tie my own skates. And there was a gym teacher, and I'm not gonna mention his name, but he's really important to me because he was tying my skates and he like very much risked his job to be like, Matt, you need to lose weight, you know? To like this 13 year old kid who like, he, he said it from love and care, you know? man you can't tie your own skates you're a kid like he was very nice about it but it was like one of those things where i was like god damn like if this man's risking his job and doing this to tell me like it's obviously a severe problem and like who knows had i gone on this fitness journey had he not said that like who knows the implement of like the significance of that moment in my life i know it marked me i know like i'm talking about it like you know 10 15 years later um which is crazy right and like we're always changing the world and we all hate change. Think about like any time, like the best example for me is social media platforms upgrade. Like, oh, the algorithm changed and people get so upset, but like change is always opportunity. Like I know people that got rich off COVID, right? Every time there's a change, the dynamic changes, opportunity is created, things shift. And so like change is also like what makes life so beautiful, right? That's like, what time is it's a measure of change like let's not fight change so much but rather like have faith and confidence in ourselves to adapt to that ability that's been a big lesson to this year the next lesson is the idea of omens the idea of signs right because i think it's a hot topic like 11 11 you see this number right or like um i think like last year someone gifted me the alchemist as a book and it's a book i read so many times and i, I like love that book they talk about omens of the language of the universe, right? That like, when you want something, the whole universe conspires to make you have it, which is a form of faith outside of religion. But omens are kind of just your gut, right? Like our gut instinct knows things sometimes that our brain doesn't. Like we, we see something and like, I don't feel safe. My gut's telling me like, it's a very different feeling. It's an instinct. And that's true about like the omens that we notice, right? It's like, Maybe it's a higher power, maybe it's a guardian angel, maybe it's our gut instinct, right? Like our gut is our second brain, it's where like neurons are made. And so I'm still gonna talk about numerology. Like I see 1111 a lot, I see 444 a lot. And it's fun for me to believe that like, this is telling me I'm on the right track, but it like, 
it's my gut. It's like my gut instinct. I feel good. Opportunity, because like we are constantly absorbing data all the time that we don't even notice that we absorb, right? That's the whole idea behind like psychedelic therapy. Or like oftentimes, it's been a long time since any psychedelics, but like when I go on a trip, I notice I'm like, oh, my like shins really hurt. And it's like, oh, this happens all the time. I'm just not aware to it. I'm just changing my perception a little bit, right? Like two people walking through a jungle are not walking through the same jungle if one of them is from the jungle and one of them is from the city because they notice and see different things. And it's not that they, the information they're taking in is any different. It's where they're acknowledging that information. What registers? Because the person that lives in the jungle understands the danger, understands what it means when the grass is kind of different or it understands like, I know when I'm, I was doing tours in Costa Rica in the jungle, when the water turned cloudy, I knew what, what that meant. That means there's like a quick tide coming now and we got to get to high ground, right? That's like one of the first things we talked about. But like a person who's like from the city, just chilling in the jungle, doesn't really know that. So we're like walking through the same jungle, but like not really, right? That idea of like how we perceive the world is like, how we perceive the world is limited to our own experience, right? And that's like what it is to be an artist, is what it is to have a podcast, is what it is to have social media. It's like, you know, like an artist is someone that creates, right? But there's more than that, right? Because dance is art. You know, martial arts, cooking is art. Art is like transmuting my soul is what I look at it. Like the, I'm using alchemy, but like I want to make you feel something, right? So like I can listen to a song in another language and it will fill me with a feeling of like whatever the artist is trying to conspire, conspire trying to like give to me, right? They're trying to share what it's like. It's the poet to feel very deeply and share it. And then we find recognition in that, right? Like a lot of the stuff that I've posted that got so many shares are like things that were relatable and people were like, I like how he put it, right? We always share that shit. We always share that motivation of the person who's got a mic, who's sharing a poem about like missing their ex or about like loving their child or like these deep emotions. And then it's relatable, but it's not from our own mind, right? That's the archetype of the artist. And one of the other lessons is like how valuable it is to be here. Nothing else exists, right? Like apathy and anxiety and depression, like they're real things, but like they're not like us, they're here with us. But like what it means to be present, the most spiritual thing you can do is to experience this. And like not everything has to have meaning. I can just laugh with my friends. You know, I can laze around like, like uh, last night was my first night in Saiglita and it's been like, just like a hectic three, four days. You know, like four hours sleep. I'm trying to get everything done. I'm trying to pack. I'm trying to get my currency and I'm still teaching and doing privates and people are squeezing privates in because they know I'm leaving. And last night I was like, hey, I went and grabbed food. And that's a whole other story we'll talk about in a second. And I just came home and I was like, you know what? I don't feel any fear of missing out. I'm gonna be here for another five weeks um, versus like a younger version of me who was not as like secure and present would have been like, I'm missing out. There's like something to do or people to meet that I'm not going to meet because I'm in my bedroom tonight. But like, I needed that sleep. I needed that rest. And that's like an acknowledgement of my own evolution, which is really cool to notice. Right. Um, and like, lastly, I'm going to talk about synchronicity because I believe, and it's a self-serving belief. And I, 
urge you to try it on because it's been so fantastic for me. But like, I think when you're on the right path, the whole universe conspires to like show you you're on the right path. And so Thursday was my last teaching class at East Van Muay Thai. And this guy comes in, he's like, oh, I'm doing a free week trial, you know. I'm like, cool, like, where are you from? He's like, I'm from Squamish, which is a city like an hour and a bit away. He's like, yeah, I'm just in town for a couple of days. I'm actually flying to Mexico on Friday night. And I'm like, oh, no way. I'm like, where are Mexico? He's like, Puerto Vallarta. I'm like, are you on WestJet, you know, flying at midnight? He's like, yeah, how'd you know? I'm like, bro, we're on the same flight. <laughs> so funny. So he takes the class and we talk a little bit after. It turns out he's going to the same city as me. And so we got to split an Uber. You know what I mean? So like that cut the cost in half for me. I made a new friend from Vancouver. Like we shared this Uber, the synchronicity. And like for me, I brought five weeks worth of stuff, including training gear. So I had a ton of luggage. He's got a backpack because he's here for 10 days. And so he could help me carry my luggage because to get an Uber, which is way cheaper than taxis, you got to go like a kilometer. You got to go like down these stairs and over this bridge. And he helped me carry that. And, you know, I had company for that like hour long drive where we're like shooting shit, talking about Vancouver and training and the same people we know. And then last night, I'm walking around for food, and um, I'm like, I, I don't know if you heard of Montezuma's Revenge, but it's like the idea that like everyone that goes to Mexico gets really sick, like really bad stomach pain and diarrhea and all that gnarly stuff. And I didn't want that to happen. So I'm like, I'm like am I gonna eat the street food? I'm like, maybe not tonight. I'm pretty tired, I'm pretty beat. I don't wanna add something else to my system. So like, I put it in Google Maps, looking for something that's a little bit more reputable, at least for the first couple days. And then I'm like, oh, I gotta, take my tracks back, but I'm gonna cross the other side of the street. So I cross the street, so I see like new stores, and the corner of my eye, I see a couple I met two years ago when I was living in Costa Rica that are now also in Mexico. <laughs> They're from Quebec, and like, that's some synchronicity shit. Like, I joke about this all the time. Like, I think I'm in a coma. I think like ever since 2016 or 2014, my life hasn't made sense. And that's a really fun way for me to look at it, where I'm like, there's too much weird shit. Where like, I feel like I'm gonna wake up, and I'm in a ring in Thailand, and I'm just like, I'm like, oh, COVID. They're like, what? what's COVID? And I start explaining the things that I saw. It's like, <laughs> there's a, a viral thread on Reddit that like, goes viral every couple of years about a dude who talks about getting in a fight. And then this is like paraphrasing. It's not 100% right. If you know what it is, you know what I'm talking about. And then uh, a couple of days later, he meets the love of his life and he gets married and he has kids. And, you know, he's just living his life. And then one day he notices this lamp in his house is just weird. And then he gets obsessed with this lamp and he's like staring at this lamp and his wife's getting weird about it. And then the lamp sucks him back in one day and he wakes up and he was in a coma. I feel like that's my life. I feel like it's a funny thing to say, but it just, there's so much weird synchronicity. The world's not as big as we think. And that's, you know, a self-serving belief that's fun for me to believe. Um, you know, last couple of things, good and bad don't exist. It's like up to your own interpretation. Same as the idea with like, is he confident or is he arrogant? Um, purpose is super powerful and like if you live your purpose that's cool you live your mission that's cool your ethos but like it's not doesn't make you any better than the person that just exists like i think that's also rad like i just live my life bro like you know there's lots of that here where like i just like surf and you know, i work to live and i'm not trying to change the world i'm just trying to experience being a human like that's that's rad like i'm a little bit jealous sometimes <laughs> of that instead of like always grinding to to a purpose but like we're all just here doing our best and uh, I, acknowledge, I acknowledge that, I see you guys. Thank you so much. I hope 2024 is absolutely filled with like everything you want it to be. And uh, I'm gonna end off with a couple quotes, you know, to start off the year really strong. 
First one is a Japanese proverb, allegedly. <laughs> it's from Tokyo Drift. <laughs> But I love it. It's like a really dope quote. And it's For want of a nail, the horseshoe was lost. For want of a lost horseshoe, the steed was immobilized. For want of an immobilized steed, the message was not delivered. For want of an undelivered message, the war was lost. Right? You just never know how small the changes we are. Right? So, like, the time you're spending self conscious is changing the world. The time you, you stop to like, talk to someone is changing the world. We're constantly changing the world. That's how powerful you are. You need to start acknowledging yourself for that, right? There's like so many sayings about this. And when there's like a cliche, it's a cliche for a reason. When there's a quote that, like, or like, exact same quote, the Chinese version is like, there's a farmer and he raises horses. And one day one of his horses run away. And the town are like, Oh no, your horse ran away. That's so, that's so awful. And he's like, maybe. A couple days later, the horse comes back with like a bunch of horses. And he's like, oh my God, it brought me back five horses. I have more horses now. And the town's like, oh my God, that's fantastic, right? Look at that. We thought it was bad, but it was good. And he goes, we'll see. And you know, his son starts taming the horses, right? And while he's taming one of the horses, he gets kicked off the horse and breaks his leg. The town's like, oh, we're so sorry. That's so awful. It's, he's got to be healing. He can't do anything anymore. Farmer's like, well, maybe next day, conscription officers come, they knock. You know,、uh, we're looking for soldiers, you know, to go fight this war. And he's like, well, my son's leg is broken. You know, the town's like, wow, that saved his life. Like, that was meant to be. And he goes, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I、uh, urge you guys to approach 2024 with a little bit more excitement, a little bit more love, a little bit more open mindedness and self discovery and presentness. And I hope. I know for myself, I think 2024 is going to be one of the best years of my life、um, as far as like establishing and building. And I've felt this way before, but it's been different. Where like I felt this way before and had everything crumble and I wasn't prepared for that. And now I feel very prepared for that. You know, I could find out anything terrible tomorrow and it would suck, but I feel prepared for it because guess what? I'm still here. I've beaten every other awful opportunity or thing that's come across my life and I'm going to continue to do that. And、uh, if you guys are listening this far, I love and appreciate you guys so much. You know, I hope you're finding value from this. I'm really, really enjoying filming this podcast. It's kind of like a public journal and、um, one take giver, you know, flying fly to Mexico with my podcast equipment. I、um, appreciate you guys oh, so, so much. Have an amazing 2024, and I will see you guys next week on my 30th birthday. <laughs> Cheers. One love.